there are stories about what happened. It's true. Welcome to this episode of the Star Wars Canon Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Miller, and I'm so glad that you've decided to join me to talk yet again about our favorite thing in the world, Star Wars. Uh, I know I didn't do an episode last week. Uh, Some of you guys, I I think I said it in the last episode, but uh, in case this is the first episode you're watching, uh, Kirsty and I, my fiance, we're expecting our first child, so things have been a little hectic around here lately. So last week, I didn't get a chance to get an episode out. This week, however, I was going to record the episode on Thursday. And I got around to recording, and I got real sick, and I just I didn't I didn't have it in me to to do the episode, so uh, I, I pushed it back. I was going to do it last night. Well, luckily I pushed it back because I somehow New York Comic Con completely slipped under the radar with me this year, and I had I completely forgot about it. Usually I, I've got these things booked out. In advance where I can look forward to some of the info coming out. And somehow this one slipped right past me. I have no idea how it happened this year. Uh, Like I said, things have been hectic, so I've had my mind on other things. But the reason I'm glad I pushed it back is New York Comic Con dumped a huge amount of canon news on us. And I'm really, really glad that I'm able to get it on this episode and not have to wait until uh, next week to get it out. Uh, I know there's some other news, uh, like Kevin Feige... Uh, being confirmed that he's going to be doing a Star Wars film and and, and stuff like that. But I'm I'm not talking about that on this particular episode just because of how much canon stuff there is uh, for this week. But uh, before we get into all of that, because there's there's a lot to talk about this week. Before I get into that, I want to let you guys know, uh, when I finished Season 1 of the Canon Podcast, I made the announcement that the Star Wars Canon Podcast app was coming. I've been really hard at work on that the last couple weeks. Uh, I've been photoshopping logos like crazy and and then trying to get things put together i'm trying to really get it clean cut around the edges right now i've got it looking good at this point it's all data entry it's all data entry and there's so much stuff that i have to enter into this thing this is i think the third time that i've had to edit all this stuff together i did it for the website well, first I did it for the for the Facebook page, and then I did it for uh, the website. So this is the third time I've done it now, but this is the most I've ever had to catch up on because there's so much stuff in canon. I actually didn't even realize how much stuff there was in canon until I started putting this thing together. And it is tedious. It's, it's sometimes overwhelming, but I've I've been working on it here and there. So far, I'm I'm really happy with the way it looks. So. I'm going to put up a preview app, uh, I'm sorry, not a preview app, a preview link on the Patreon page. If you guys are a patron, you guys will be able to go check that out. Uh, All you got to do is click on the link. Uh, It's it's better to look at it on mobile than it is on, you know, just like a desktop computer. But you can go in there and kind of check out and play with it a little bit and see how it's going to work and whatnot and give some feedback. I'll take all the feedback I can get on it, but right now it's looking really good. I'm really, really happy with the way it's looking. I'm really happy with the way it functions, everything. So uh, head over to the Patreon page. I'll have that link put up for the patrons. I'd love to have you guys check that out and give some feedback on it. 
Uh, my goal is to have that out by the end of the year. And at this rate, I think I can make it. I'm pretty sure I can make it. Like, I don't think you guys understand how much data entry there is on this. I really don't think you guys uh, understand that. The, the, the app is going to have the Canon timeline on it. Everything's going to be color-coded by medium, too, so you'll be able to go through. Uh, I think like novels are blue, short stories are green, comics are orange, stuff like that. Anything animated is red, but you can go through and, just, and, and find it that way. And it's all broken down by story arc when it comes to Clone Wars. Uh, the films are, 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 are broken down into what makes up the story arcs for each film. Like for Rogue One, like for an example, I, I broke down Rogue One with like Guardians of the Wills. Uh, I think I, I don't remember if I put Rebel Rising in there or not. I don't think I did. Uh, but, but everything that kind of groups together with that storyline is, is, is grouped in. Like for A New Hope, I put from a certain point of view in there. And then, you know, uh, the Princess Scoundrel and the Farm Boy are all grouped in there. The film itself, it, anything that makes up that particular story, it's all grouped together. So head over there, check that out. I, I really hope you guys like it. Uh, and I, I mean, I've even added a tab of where you can go to purchase canon material. You, you Let's say you want to buy a new Dawn. Uh, you can go to this page where to purchase, find novels, click new Dawn, and there's links there. There's a synopsis of what it's about and links to get hardback, paperback, you know, just anything audible, ebook, everything is there. So definitely go check that out. I'm really, really happy with the way it's looking. So keep an eye out for that before the end of the year. I'm hoping to release it concurrently with the Rise of Skywalker. Fingers crossed, hopefully. So, uh, and before we get into the Star Wars news, there's one other thing I wanted to talk about real quick. Something that's not Star Wars related, but I've been talking about it every week. I want to get it out there. Uh, I have decided to take up uh, and support a mission. Uh, the mission of uh, suicide awareness uh, amongst veterans. Uh, I was in the military, so veteran suicide is something that hits pretty close to home for me. I've decided to, to try to support that and try to raise awareness for that. Uh, there's a website I found called the Till Valhalla Project. This veteran, he puts together bracelets and dog tags, t-shirts, ball caps, all kinds of stuff you know, to, to raise awareness for veteran suicide. Sells them and then puts all the proceeds towards raising awareness and to create memorials for veterans. So I thought that was really cool, and it's something that I, I kind of want to raise awareness for, get the word out about it. So I will put all the links to the Till Valhalla Project in the description of this video of this podcast. If you guys want to go check it out, I would sure appreciate it. It would mean a lot to me if you guys did. Uh, and with all of that out of the way, let's get into some Star Wars news. For those of you that don't know, uh, yesterday, was it yesterday, day before? Uh, I believe it was yesterday. There was this huge dump of news, I guess it was day before yesterday, this huge dump of news of canon stuff. And it's funny because the day before all this came out, I told Kirsty that there were no announcements yet for new novels next year, new comics, anything like that. The only thing we knew so far was that the Star Wars comic was coming to an end at issue number 75. They were going to end it, they were going to end that, Dr. Aphra and Target Vader all with a massive comic, 56-page comic, Empire Ascendant, and that was going to cap off that entire story arc. And for a while, whenever I bring it up to Kirsty, we would talk about how, you know what, we might actually get a break in comics for a while. You know what I mean? Where we don't have to go get comics every month and, and stuff like that. That'd be kind of nice to take just a little bit of a breather, reset before we get going again. Uh, that's not the case. And, and we're going to talk about that here in just a minute. I've got uh, a bunch of comic news, a bunch of novels to talk about uh, that have been announced. And then I've got four mailback questions. So let's get into this news. 
the first comic I wanted to talk about, and I actually just read the first issue of it last night. Uh, that is Return to Vader's Castle. It's an IDW Star Wars Adventures comic. This is another five-issue run, just like the first set of Tales from Vader's Castle. These are dark stories. And I'm kind of surprised that IDW has released something as dark as, as the one I read yesterday. Uh, last year's Tales from Vader's Castle, they were kind of, you know, they were children horror stories. And they were all right to read. The coolest thing out of the last year's set was... I think like a giant Ewok that was like a Trojan horse kind of thing. It's kind of cool, actually. But the Tales from Vader's Castle run was apparently a hit enough where they decided to do a sequel run to it this year called Return to Vader's Castle. And this run is got, I think it's a Darth Maul issue, a Tarkin issue, a Jabba the Hutt issue, obviously a Vader issue, and I think an Asajj Ventress issue are the five stories. And the first issue out of this run is a Darth Maul story. It's called The Horned Devil. This was kind of a cool IDW comic. Now, I, I picked up my pull file yes, uh, yesterday, and I had quite a few uh, Star Wars Adventures comics in it. And Star Wars Adventures has always been a comic that I tolerated. It was mainly just because it's it's canon. I'm going to read it anyway. It, it It's one of those. This particular issue and the annual for this year, for, for Star Wars Adventures, took me by surprise because... Like I said, those comics have always been geared more towards children. They're just little one-off stories with some like moral story at the end of it. Yay, we all win. One of those things. This issue with Darth Maul was actually pretty creepy. And the annual for 2019 was pretty good. Everything in it, minus the return of Jackson the rabbit. I mean, he was already in canon, but they, they actually put him almost front and center in this, this story. And I've never been a Jackson fan. So he's in this, in the annual, but these IDW comics are starting to ramp up. They're starting to find their stride and they're starting to really tell some stories that I care about and stories that are pretty pertinent to the galaxy. Uh, for an example, uh, one of them I read last night was, uh, I think it's issue number 25 or 26. And it's a story that happens during The Last Jedi that was never seen in the film. It was never in the novel, but it's a Ray and Luke story. On Oct 2, Luke was training Ray. Luke was training Ray to use the Force, and she was showing off for him. Look what I can do. And lifting giant rocks, and Luke's just like, stop. You don't have to just stop. And she's like, no, I'm ready for the next level. He's like, no, stop. And it's it's kind of cool to see stuff like that. And and I don't know if I don't I haven't looked. I'd see if they've changed writers, but they seem like more mature stories at this point. And I like it. I really like where these. I mean, they still have that. You know, yeah, you kind of at the end, but they're decent stories. And this Return to Vader's Castle. I'm looking forward to this run a lot more than I was the Tales from Vader's Castle. These are a lot darker in this. Uh, Darth Maul issue, they go to Lothal Minor, which is the trash planet where Darth Maul is with the spider legs and everything, where Savage Press finds Maul in Clone Wars. And there's this haunted, quote-unquote, haunted cavern underneath the surface, and these pirates go down, and Maul is there. And it's, I mean, it's, they don't know that it's Darth Maul. All they know is it's this 
half human, half spider, or not half human, but half like humanoid, half spider, giant horned demon underground, right? And it's it's really, really cool to read. And it kind of shows the mindset of Maul, because we know at that point Maul was like batshit crazy. He lost his mind. You know, and he he even said something in the comic about ever since he cut me down, I have to find him or something along those lines. But it was really, really cool to see. Because Maul's mindset during that, I mean, he'd lost his mind. He'd been cast out and literally thrown away to trash. So it was really, really cool. The next issue is going to be a Tarkin issue. I think it comes out next week. I'm very, very excited to read that one also. So uh, Return to Vader's Castle, that is available now. Issue number one is available now. Uh, definitely, even if you guys don't like IDW comics, which I'm not a big fan of them, go check this particular issue out. It's actually pretty cool. Uh, so I, I wanted to talk about that for a little bit. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about, we knew Star Wars, the comic, this, the title comic, Star Wars, was ending at issue number 75 before they do the, the Vader, uh, not the Vader, the uh, Empire Ascendant comic. And one thing I wanted to talk about with this comic real quick, we already, it's not news that it's ending. The news is what they put across the top of the uh, cover. And it says Destination Hoth, which we knew leading up to Empire, they were going to end up on Hoth. Destination Hoth. We haven't got this story yet of Han with the bounty hunter on Orden Mendel. And I'm going to keep beating the drum with this story until they release it. In some form or fashion. I want that story so badly. At this point in the comic, Han is still kind of the smuggler out for himself, Han. But you can see him starting to transition into being this rebel hero who cares for a bigger cause. And I want to know what happened with that encounter on Orden Mandel that made Han tuck his tail between his legs and go, Oh, nope. I gotta go. I gotta go take care of this now before it gets any worse. I want to know that story, and they haven't done it yet. Like I said, the, the last hope I have at this point is for it to pop up in Empire Ascendant. At this point, that is my last hope with that story. Uh, but that issue of Star Wars number 75 is releasing on November 20th, and I've, I'm have i so excited to see how they're going to cap this off. I really am. The, the Ascendant comic is going to come out in December, and then following that, you know, we were talking about, is the Star Wars comic ever going to come back? Is it going to take a break for a while and then pick up somewhere else with issue number 76? What's what's going to happen? You know, I think we even talked about that a couple of episodes ago. What's going to happen with this comic? And now we know. Yesterday, or day before, it was announced that they are going to restart the Star Wars run at issue number one again. And this is going to pick up after The Empire Strikes Back. And it's going to deal with Luke dealing with his physical maiming and, and the mental abuse of finding out that Vader could be his father. Is he lying to him? They're going to cover all this. Han's going to be on ice. It's going to be Lando, Leia, and Chewie, essentially, in this comic. And it's starting back at issue number one. You would think they would at least say, here's issue number 76, but now they're going back to Star Wars issue number one. And between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, there's a three-year gap there where we had 75 issues. So, you know, you're averaging 25 issues a year during Star Wars can averaging at this point. There's only a year of time between The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, and we already have one short novel there, Moving Target, which was a Leia story. That's already there. So, how far can this comic run after this? 
are we going to get down to two years from now and they go, oh, we're going to cap it off at issue 50 or, you know, issue 25 and say, oh, that's the end of that run. Guess what? We're starting it over at Star Wars number one again after Return of the Jedi. Is that what's going to end up happening? Because there's a lot of comics. I mean, we've got Shattered Empire. I mean, and there's quite a bit of material there after Return of the Jedi, immediately after it. Is that what's going to end up happening once we get to the end of this Star Wars run? I don't know. So they're going to be starting that one again in January of 2020. And I am kind of excited about it to see the new twist. And not really the new twist, the new, I guess, vibe, the new tone of the comic. Uh, I'm to, I mean, you're switching time periods and you're switching mindsets of everybody. And you're going, you're, you're ending at a pretty hopeful point for the rebellion with issue 75. And then you're going back to issue number one and starting really dark where everybody's in a bad place. So I'm looking forward to this one quite a bit. They uh, showed some of the artwork of Luke's hand getting cut off in the comic and whatnot. So I'm really, really excited about that. Running concurrently with that comic, though, because as soon as they announced the Star Wars comic was coming, I started to question myself, what year is it? What year is it? Because there's a new Star Wars movie coming and we've got a Star Wars run. And another new Darth Vader run coming in January 2020. We don't have a film coming in 2020, but we have a new film coming. It's when when the comics started in 2015, they started with two ongoing series. It was Star Wars and Darth Vader. And then they introduced the five issue run of Leia like a month later. But we had Star Wars and Vader running concurrently for a while. Now we're going to have Star Wars number one and Darth Vader number one running concurrently again, five years later. So Darth Vader number one. This is going to pick up after The Empire Strikes Back. And essentially what the description I read on Twitter was, Vader will hunt down the people that hit his son and who raised his son to make him so weak to say no on that bridge. And that's in Darth Vader number one. So this will be the third Darth Vader, or I'm sorry, the third proper Darth Vader run. We had Vader number one through 25. We had Vader Dark Lord of the Sith. 1 through 25, and then we've had Dark Visions, you know, uh, uh, Target Vader. We've had these other Vader runs. Now we're going back to Darth Vader again. Don't get me wrong. This is going to be a great comic. This is this is going to be a, a cool one. You can't go wrong with Vader. So far, everything Vader they've done is just top-notch, gold standard. But damn it, man, beating a horse to death. I tell you what, man, how many Darth Vader runs are we going to have before this is over with? You know, so, but Darth Vader number one will be coming in January 2020. Uh, I don't know if it's going to release concurrently with Star Wars. I'm assuming it is. Both of them are happening at the same time. Probably going to have a couple of crossover events in there again somewhere before Return of the Jedi. But we will see. There is another Darth Vader run coming. Uh, That pretty much does it for the comic news, but there's quite a few books I wanted to talk about here. And before we get into the ones we know a little bit about, let's talk about one that we don't know anything about. Uh, a couple of months ago, they I think it was Del Rey put out a, a, a teaser for a project that they were working on called Project Luminous. Now, this is very reminiscent of when they were working on Project Blue Milk, which turned out to be, from a certain point of view, the 40 short stories for 40 years of Star Wars. That That's what that ended up uh, being. We don't have a release date on this Project Luminous yet. All we know is that we're getting more details after the new year, so after episode 9 comes out, once we get into January. And the authors that are attached to this thing are Claudia Gray, Justina Ireland, Daniel Jose Older, Kevin Scott, and Charles Soule. So, 
this is supposed to be a collaboration. They've got the logos at the bottom of the announcement, I guess you could say the placard they put up, that says Marvel, Lucasfilm Press, IDW, Del Rey. So there's four different, this is all four mediums of Star Wars storytelling here. And these five authors. So anything with Claudia Gray attached, I am sold balls to bone. I'm assuming she is going to be uh, writing something that has to do with Del Rey. I'm assuming her and Daniel Jose Older are both writing something for Del Rey. Justina Ireland, I'm assuming, is going to be writing something for Lucasfilm Press. Kevin Scott, I'm assuming, is going to be probably be the IDW comics, and Charles Soule is probably going to be the Marvel comics. I'm assuming it's going to be this giant crossover amongst these mediums, against these publishers. And to be honest, I'm looking forward to the Claudia Gray part of it. I'm looking forward to the Justina Ireland part of it. Not so much looking forward to the Daniel Jose older part. I am looking forward to the Kevin Scott, and I am looking forward to Charles Soule all being attached to this. The reason I'm not looking forward to Daniel Jose Older being a part of this, and maybe I, I could be wrong. Maybe he learned his lesson. Uh, maybe. He wrote uh, Star Wars Last Shot, which is pretty low on my novel ranking list. It's actually almost to the bottom. That was a Han and Lando story that bounced between like three or four different time periods all at the same time. And I wasn't a big fan of that novel. Granted, it could have just been the material that he was working with, the time period he was working with, the characters. He might do something with this. I don't even we don't even know what Project Luminous is. The only thing I can think of, the, the only time we've heard the word luminous is when Yoda is talking to Luke in the Empire Strikes Back and says, Crude matter are we we're luminous beings, not this crude matter. Leia has mentioned, I think in the Poe Dameron comic at one point, she was telling Poe that one day I too will be luminous. Those are the only two times we've ever heard the word luminous. And I'm assuming it has to do with something after death, life after death. That's, I mean, that's the only connotation I can think of to go with it. So with these four mediums, I know it's two mediums, but I want to say these four publishers, I should say. What story could they tell over the course of Maybe two Del Rey novels, a uh, Lucasfilm Press novel, uh, and, and two sets of comics. What could they tell over that that could really be this big of a deal? I'm looking forward to it. And, and, and obviously, it's got something to do with Episode Nine. if they're waiting until after the new year, after everybody has seen The Rise of Skywalker, to, before, before they release any more details about it. I'm really looking forward to it a lot, and uh, I, I seriously, I can't wait. Uh, so Project Luminous will get more details uh, beginning of next year. Uh, let's talk about some books we do know some things about so far. Uh, right now, we've got a new one out that just released for Force Friday, which we'll talk a little bit about here uh, when we get to the mailback questions. But Spark of Resistance has been released. This is another one that kind of snuck under the radar with me that I uh, apparently I missed the announcement somewhere that this was coming out. Uh, Spark of Resistance is one of the small novelettes, kind of like Smuggler's Run, uh, Moving Target, Before the Awakening, in that format, a young reader, that happens between episodes eight and nine. I guess it's a Ray story. I, I haven't picked it up yet. When I went to pick up my poll file yesterday from the comic shop, I stopped by Barnes & Noble, and I got Dooku uh, Jedi Lost, the actual print version of it. I got that, and I went to get Spark of Resistance, but they didn't have it yet. It was on the truck heading that way, so I had to order it. So it should be here this coming week. 
So I will sit down and read that one as well. I still got to finish getting through uh, Black Spire, which so far I'm, I'm enjoying. It's actually pretty good. Uh, but Spark of Resistance, this is a story that I guess it follows Ray after episode eight. Uh, I don't know exactly what context it's in. To be honest, it's written by Justina Ireland, uh, who is involved with the Project Luminous thing. So it, if it's good enough for them to want to add her in with Project Luminous, whatever that may be, I'm looking forward to reading it. And it's probably going to be like a little three-hour read. You know what I mean? So uh, let's see here. We've also got another one that I'm really, really excited about. And the Spark of Resistance, Spark of the Resistance, I should say, is available now, just so you guys know. Uh, another one that I'm looking forward to this year, or I'm sorry, not this year. They just announced this. Uh, they just announced it at the panel, but it comes out next year. Uh, this is some of the first news of novels coming out next year, uh, October of 2020, which is a year away. They announced this book a year out. It is Star Wars Dark Legends, and it's written by George Mann, who did Star Wars Myths and Fables. Star Wars and Myths, uh, Star Wars Myths and Fables, I just reviewed on the last episode I, I did, and I was pleasantly surprised by it. It was a collection of like nine like bedtime stories in the Star Wars universe, and they were great. Uh, this is another one that I'm really looking forward to. They kind of showed some of the the cover art, some of the concept art for it, and it looks like it's going to go right along with the Myths and Fables book. And I'm I'm really looking forward to it. And this one, they said they went back and looked at some like grim fairy tales, and kind of got an idea of of they for the Myths and Fables. They went back and looked at like some grim fairy tales, and get the idea of like Star Wars fairy tales. So I'm really looking forward to this one. I can't wait. If it's anything at all like Myths and Fables, I'm completely sold on it. Completely. Uh, I, I'm I'm kind of bummed I have to wait a year for it, but I'm really looking forward to it. Even if it's just a thin little one like what Myths and Fables was, I'm looking forward to it. I love some of these kind of lore stories. I love them. Uh, also, we've got the Clone Wars Anthology coming. It's releasing on August, on August 25th of 2020. I'm not entirely sure what it's going to be exactly. This should be after Season 7 of Clone Wars is wrapped up. But this book is going to have uh, a short story about Asajj Ventress in it. Really looking forward to that. We don't have a lot of Asajj Ventress. I mean, the, the most we have is, I think, Dark Disciple. And it was her and Quinlan Vos. And I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to this one as well. Uh, to the story of Asajj Ventress. I'm not entirely sure what the rest of the book's going to be. But I guess we'll find out. Well, I'm sure we'll get more details as we get closer and closer to it. Uh, now let's get into some really, really good news here and, and some things that are really, really good. Uh, Alphabet Squadron. Now, I wasn't a huge fan of the first Alphabet Squadron book. I, well, I mean, it was, it was all right, but I wasn't a huge fan of it. And we knew going into Alphabet Squadron it was going to be the first in a trilogy. And and I, to be honest, this is one of those books that I'm hoping gets better. The, the I hope... That was all set up for the next two books, and I hope they're better. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping that this next one, uh, Alphabet Squadron Shadowfall, uh, is, is going to just pick up and hit the ground running. Uh, it's set for release in June of 2020, and and to be honest, I'm kind of fi I'm finding myself kind of looking forward to this book. If, if it follows what Aftermath did, where the first book was all set up, and then takes off with the second book i'm hoping that that's what this one does too and i'm really looking forward to it if that's the case alphabet squadron shadowfall is set to release in june 2020 
the Rise of Skywalker novelization, which we knew was coming, we just didn't know who was writing it yet, uh, has been announced also. It is releasing March 3rd of 2020 and will be written by Ray Carson. Uh, I'm not shocked that Ray Carson is writing it. They've been kind of pushing some of these newer authors a little bit more that write these small little books. But she is writing the novelization for this. And and she... What was the one she wrote that I wasn't a huge fan of? Most Wanted. She wrote Most Wanted. Uh, the, the Han Solo Cure story. And I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, it's, it's a novelization, right? The story is already there. All you have to do is novelize it. But I wasn't a huge, huge fan of her work on Most Wanted. I could, that, that doesn't, I mean, that may not mean anything. She may really rock this novelization quite a bit. And I'm hoping she can do the same thing with this novelization that Jason Fry did with the Last Jedi novelization. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't know what Last, or I'm sorry, what Rise of Skywalker looks like yet. But I'm hoping it's really good, and I'm hoping that the novelization is even better. Because with Last Jedi, the novel was way better than the movie. And I, and I did like the movie. But the novelization was way better. Even I, I even said on the channel, if you didn't like Last Jedi, at least give the novelization a shot. And I was getting emails saying, you're right, the novel is way, way better than the, than the movie. That should have been a book instead of a movie. And I'm hoping, now that they're doing these, doing these expanded editions... I'm hoping that they do the same thing with this one and add a bunch of stuff into it that'll make it worth the pickup and the read. Uh, but Ray Carson is writing it. I guess we'll just have to wait and see how she does on it. I'm. It's not that I'm not looking forward to it. I'm going to pick it up no matter what. But it's it's one of those that, oh, man, you couldn't have got maybe a little better named author. I, I don't want to say better better named author. I don't want to say somebody with a better repertoire. I don't know, maybe a more well-known name. You know, you had Alan Dean Foster do Force Awakens, yet Jason Fry do Last Jedi. Why couldn't you get, I don't know, somebody like, I don't want, John Jackson Miller. That'd have been awesome. Get John Jackson Miller to write the novelization. I'd have been all over that. But uh, the Rise of Skywalker novelization is coming on March 3rd. So, And then the last thing I want to talk about, this is the big news that came out of it. This is the one that I don't think anybody saw coming and completely proved me wrong on a lot of things that I said was probably going to happen in the next year. Uh, I've been saying for a while that I was convinced, balls to bone, that Thrawn was going to do a fourth novel, and that the third novel kind of left off at a cliffhanger where there could be a, a fourth novel. And I was dead sure that it was going to be the rebel story with him and Ezra, you know, taking off into hyperspace. And... I might have been wrong about that. Uh, Timothy Zahn came out and announced that he's writing another Thrawn trilogy. Uh, it's Thrawn the Chiss Ascendancy. Book one is releasing May 2020. What I do like about them announcing these trilogies in advance is that they sit down now and they map out their whole story and they go through it bit by bit, first, second, third act. That's what I like about these. these and, and, and now that he's announced this is book one, that's got a real kind of expanded universe legends feel to it. You know, seeing that book one in front of something. Now, for some reason, it just kind of sends you back to that time period, right? Uh, but this is going to be a great trilogy. I can already tell you that. I've liked the Thrawn trilogy and the Thrawn books so far. Even the the new canon version of Thrawn, I've really, really enjoyed. I really do want to know more about the Chiss Ascendancy. 
I don't know exactly what time period this is going to be taking place. And they did say it was going to explore more of the origins of Thrawn and the Chiss Ascendancy. So we know from the first Thrawn book that was essentially Thrawn's origin story. But there's more to tell even before that because he said he was outcast. We don't know that story. All we know is the origin story of how he came into the Empire. We don't know the actual his history with the Chiss Ascendancy. So I'm looking forward to that quite a bit. I can't wait to see where this takes place. But I'm not going to lie. I would really like to see Timothy Zahn step outside of the Chiss and the Thrawn bubble. I would really like to see, and don't get me wrong, I love all of his stuff that has to do with Thrawn. I love, I love every single bit of it. Thrawn Alliances was just a little rocky, but other than that, I, I really, really like his stuff. But I would really like to see him, and, and granted, nobody else can write Thrawn or the Ascendancy except Timothy Zahn. But I would like to see Zahn kind of step outside of that bubble, out of his comfort zone a little bit, and write a character that he didn't come up with. You know what I mean? Like, I, I know he's written Vader, and I know he wrote Anakin and Padme, but I want to see him write characters that he, maybe he could come up with them, but I want to see somebody, some, I want to see him write something outside of, of the Chiss. That, that's, that's what I would like to see. He may not, he may, I don't know. But down the road somewhere, I would like to see something from Timothy Zahn that's not Chiss related. But I'm never going to say no to Chiss stuff. Just, just uh, I want to throw that out there. But uh, the Chiss Ascendancy releasing and starting in May of 2020, probably going to be May 2020, 2021, and 2022. If he releases a book every year like they have been with these trilogies and, and whatnot. Because, we I mean, we've got the Aftermath trilogy. We're going to have the Alphabet Squadron trilogy, which is releasing about a... Actually, I think it's exactly a year later. And the Thrawn books were all about a year apart, so I'm assuming these books as well will be a year apart. Uh, but I'm I'm really looking forward to that one. And to me, that was the big news that came out of the panel. I'm really really excited about the the Chiss Ascendancy. Uh, I'm really excited about Dark Legends. I'm I mean I'm excited about Project Luminous. There's so much here to be excited about. It's just we don't know jack about any of it yet. So uh, that pretty much does it for everything. The meat and potatoes canon wise that came out uh during the panel they did announce some children's books i think they announced a choose your own adventure story which to me is not canon i don't consider choose your own destiny books canon they announced some reference material a pop-up book i'm gonna start getting the little golden books for when jensen <laughs> is here but they announced i think a little golden book just a bunch of, of little things like that. But the rest of it is mainly children's stuff, reference material, stuff like that. But this is the actual meat and potatoes of just the storytelling aspect of it. So I'm, I'm really excited about all that. So uh, that does it for all of the news that came out of the Lucasfilm panel. And, and man, there's a lot there to, to be excited about. Uh, let's get into mailback questions. I've got four of them this week. How do you guys get a question on the Star Wars Canon Podcast? You simply email it to me at StarWarsCanonLibrary at gmail.com. If you're listening on the Anchor app or on Anchor.fm, you can send me a voice message through that uh, platform. You might get to hear yourself on the podcast. And I also want to let you guys know this. Once the app is finished, there's also going to be a community tab on that app. I should have talked about this earlier. Almost like a Facebook where you can go in and post pictures of books you're reading or reviews. You can post your own reviews. You can also, you'll also be able to ask questions through the app. So another reason to check that out once it hits live. But that's how you get a question on the podcast. Like I said, I've got four of them this week. And I've got four really good questions for you guys. And let's just get right into this. Question number one this week comes from Troy Long. And Troy says, Brian, love your podcast and channel. 
I like how you're willing to put your opinion out there no matter how unpopular, but you still stay objective at the same time. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Troy. I do appreciate that. I catch a lot of crap for some of my opinions. I really do, but it's all right. I'm not worried about it. Uh, my question, how good does the Rise of Skywalker have to be to bring some of the fan base back after The Last Jedi? I worry no matter what people I worry no matter what people won't give it a chance. What are your thoughts? Thanks for the question, Troy. And it's a legitimate question. That is I mean that is a completely legitimate question and I think it's something that I've talked about on this podcast before. But now we're at a point we're we're getting really close to the rise of Skywalker. We're what 2 months out, two and a half months out, not even. And there's still people complaining about the last Jedi. There's still people tearing their clothes and screaming at the sky that Ryan Johnson ruined their childhood. And you're entitled to your opinion. I, just as I'm entitled to mine. Like Troy said, no matter how unpopular it is, I'm entitled to mine the same as you're entitled to yours. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong for not liking The Last Jedi. I did enjoy it. But you're right. I, as much as I enjoy Last Jedi, even I have to admit, it was a very divisive film. It split the fan base almost into a, a, a almost into a galactic civil war itself. And there I mean you can tell people didn't like the last Jedi based on Solo's numbers. A lot of people were boycotting Solo, don't know why, had nothing to do with Last Jedi because they didn't like Last Jedi. They were just boycotting Lucasfilm in general. And look what happened to Solo. And now that that movie flopped and we're not getting an Obi-Wan movie, and it's going to be a series people are complaining about. Can you guys believe that I'm that people are still complaining that we're getting an Obi-Wan series instead of a trilogy of films? What the hell? Anyway, uh, so that's there. People were pissed after The Last Jedi, you know, and I talked about it on the last episode, the, the character assassination. I'm sorry, the character assassination of Luke Skywalker that I didn't think was there. Some people believe it is. That's fine. But you're right. There's a lot of people who are saying we're not going to watch The Rise of Skywalker because Lucasfilm is making it. How good does The Rise of Skywalker have to be? It has to be pretty damn good. It has to be pretty GD good to really bring people back. There, I mean, there's there's different ways you got to look at this, all right? There's people online who say, I'm not going to go see The Rise of Skywalker opening weekend. They're going to go see Rise of Skywalker opening weekend. Not all of them, but a good majority of them are all talk. Opening weekend's going to come along, and they're going to go, you know what? I'm going to go see it. I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can get tickets. And by then, it might be too late. I, yeah, tickets might be sold out. We don't know. So you have people who are going to say, I'm not going to go see it. They are going to go see it. You have people that say they're not going to go see it and won't go see it until they hear word of mouth, until their fans go, until their friends go see it. Oh man, you got to go see the Rise of Skywalker. Holy crap, that is that I mean, it completely blows away everything, and that's if it's good. But Rise of Skywalker has to be the capital T, capital H, capital E, the Star Wars film. This is this is the conclusion of forty-two years of Star Wars storytelling. This is this is the conclusion of a nine-film saga. Three trilogies, and they've already said this This film will wrap up not only the sequel trilogy, but the entire trilogy of trilogies. This movie has to blow people out of the water. This is the one. This is, this is Lucasfilm's last shot at getting it right for everybody. 
Do I think they're going to do it? I sure as hell hope so. I'm excited for it. And to be completely honest, I know there's different people in charge between Lucasfilm and Marvel. But after seeing the way they wrapped up Endgame, I think they I think they could pull it off. Now, granted, Marvel fans and Star Wars fans are two completely different beasts. It You cannot please all Star Wars fans, no matter what you do. There's not a damn thing you can do in the world that would make everybody happy. You're going to piss people off no matter what. There's going to be people pissed off that Disney's making another movie. Just so, so, just so they can be pissed off because George Lucas isn't making it. That's all it's going to be, just because they don't like what came before. There's going to be those people. And no matter how good you tell them it is, no matter how good it is, this isn't going to happen. But this movie, even if, even if, like I said, this will never happen, if it was the best Star Wars movie ever made, and the vast majority of fans believe that, there's going to be a sect of, movie, of, of Star Wars fans, no, no, forget that movie. I'm not going to watch it. I'm not. And they're going to. I mean, they're only hurting themselves because they're missing out on it, you know. But this had this movie has to be the one to bring everybody back. And and, and look at what they've done. Right. J.J. Abrams. I know a lot of people didn't. I don't want to say they didn't like it. There were some people that didn't like The Force Awakens because of, you know, X, Y, Z. But for the most part, Force Awakens was most people were like, okay, that wasn't bad. That was a Star Wars movie. That was cool. It, a lot of people think it was a carbon copy of A New Hope. Don't see where... I mean, there's some similarities there, but it's nothing that I think it was a carbon copy. And people were like, okay, it was nothing new in it. And then The Last Jedi comes out, and it's all new stuff, and everybody gets pissed off. But with The Force Awakens, it was... I mean, it was not universally loved, but it was, I think, universally liked it was well, it was a good star wars movie and it was jj abrams it was responsible for bringing it back you come to episode nine and you get rid of colin trevorrow you go back to somebody who did an all right film in the trilogy right you go back to jj abrams i think with jj coming back to do this movie he's already said he's not retconning anything uh, ryan johnson did so you might as well get that out of your head now if, if you're one of those people but I think now that he's back in the driver's seat, I think a lot more stuff's going to, I think it's going to be even better than what Colin Trevorrow could have done. I really do. Especially considering that JJ has learned lessons from when he did Force Awakens. He has, he started this trilogy. He's picking up with the same characters that somebody else has progressed a little bit. And he's already said he's going to honor what came before. But I think he's going to wrap it all up. Because remember, J.J. Abrams, first and foremost, is a Star Wars fan. He is a Star Wars fan. And you have to... There was a lot of fan service in Episode 7. I mean, it wasn't packed, but I mean, it, but it was in there. And I think he knows with Episode 9, this is a responsibility. He came out in an interview recently. I don't remember who it was with. But he came out in an interview recently and said that he, he initially said no to Episode 9. Just the way he did with episode seven. And finally he started thinking about it. I was like, no, I, I got it. I have to do this. I have to finish what we started. I have to get this. I have to, I have to see this through. So he came back. The only thing that gives me a little bit of pause with the rise of Skywalker with JJ Abrams. And, and, and the, the only thing that gives me pause is that he's not 
when he was doing episode seven, when he was doing Force Awakens at Star Wars Celebration, he was excited. He was, I mean, he was passionate about it. He was, he wanted to talk about it, but he couldn't yet. He was so excited. Who wants to see a teaser trailer? And like everybody lost their minds. He was so excited. He had so much energy. Then you fast forward to Celebration this past year where he's talking about the rise of Skywalker and he seemed so subdued. He didn't have that kind of twinkle in his eye like he did with episode seven. He was more like, hey, we're here. Let's answer a couple of these questions very vaguely. Here's a trailer. See you guys later. And like that that was really it. He didn't you couldn't tell he could you could tell he wasn't as giddy as he was with episode seven. Now, granted, episode seven was the first time he'd ever done a Star Wars movie. It was the return of Star Wars. It was a different time for Star Wars. And this time around, you know, when he's coming out to talk about a movie. He's done this before. He's done a Star Wars movie before. The kind of novelty and the newness of it has worn off. I don't know. Maybe that had something to do with it. But he doesn't seem as excited about this movie as he did The Force Awakens. That's the only thing that gives me pause. But it's only just a small pause. So I'm I'm hoping that he is getting ready to deliver an endgame level Star Wars movie, if that makes sense for for you Marvel fans out there. I'm hoping he's getting ready to deliver an end game level Star Wars film. That's the best way I can describe it. And and from what we've seen of the trailers, knowing that Palpatine's coming back and everything like that, I'm I'm really excited to see where this is gonna go. And I'm 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 getting excited. I'm getting giddy. The more I read of the canon material between episodes eight and nine, the more excited I'm getting. The excerpt I read of uh, Resistance uh, Resistance Reborn the other day from Rebecca Roanhorse, the excerpt they released. Great, great excerpt. It, it was it was a great little segment of the book. I'm really looking forward to it. So the more I read, the more excited I'm getting for episode nine and to see where we're going to end up with this. Uh, and, and and I just, I, I can't wait. So I hope that answers your question. To, I mean, The Rise of Skywalker has to be, I'm, I'm going to go a level above good and say it has to be great. It has to be at least, it at least has to be the, the best out of this sequel trilogy. It has to be better than Force Awakens. It has to be better than Last Jedi. For a lot of people, it has to be a hell of a lot better than Last Jedi. For not as many people, it has to be better than Force Awakens. This has to be the Star Wars movie. So I hope that answers your question, Troy. Let me know, guys, in the comment section below. What do you guys think? How good are you? I mean, are you going to go see The Rise of Skywalker no matter what? Are you one of the people that is kind of taking pause and saying, I don't really want to go see it just yet? Let me know, guys. I want to hear your thoughts. Uh, thanks for the question, Troy. I do appreciate it. Question number two this week comes from a very loyal follower of the Star Wars Canon Podcast, Jamie Holbeach. You've heard that name on this channel before. Uh, Jamie says, hey, Brian, just started a Star Wars society at my university. I'll definitely be sure to recommend this podcast to them, all as this is the best podcast I've found as of yet. Thank you very much, brother. I do appreciate that. Uh, and Star Wars Society, that sounds freaking awesome. I wish to God I had something like that when I was in school. Uh, let's see here. Just a really quick question about Triple Force Friday. What do you think of all the merchandise coming out? I love the, uh, I'm sorry, I love the look of them personally, especially the Funko Pops. A lot of the Black Series figures look awesome too, like Second Sister. Thanks in advance. Uh, thanks for the question, Jamie. And yeah, Triple Force Friday was this past weekend. This is actually Sunday morning that I'm recording this. Yeah, Triple Force Friday was like two days ago. And I usually make it a point to go out on Triple Force Friday on Thursday night at midnight to kind of get the toys and kind of see what's going on. And uh, I was not real impressed with their with the way they handled Triple Force Friday this year with, with, with Force Friday. 
I really wasn't that impressed. Now, now what you said about the Funko Pops and the Black Series figures, you are not wrong. Uh, I've got a buddy in Ohio, Danny Sanderson, who is just over the moon with Funko Pops. The Funko Pops look cool. They're starting to get a little more articulated, you know, a little, I mean, they're, they're getting cooler than just standing there in one pose. Uh, and you guys know how I am with the Black Series. I absolutely love the Black Series. And I, yeah, no, the figures are looking even better. Now that they're doing like the, the laser scanning of the faces of the actors and stuff, they're gorgeous. But Triple Force Friday this year, I feel like, and, and maybe you guys don't agree with me on this. Maybe you do. I feel like it was a bust. I've I've been seeing YouTube videos for the last several years, you know, talking about how the toys, like the toy industry for Star Wars is dead and all this stuff. Right now, the only things that Star Wars can sell toy-wise that really are still doing well are Black Series figures, Funko Pops, and Lego. Nobody gives a damn about anything else, really. Nobody seriously even cares about anything else. You know, and, and now they, they've done away with the three and three quarter inch figures. Now they're doing, I think it's a four inch figure or a four and a half inch figure now that are, that look like animated versions of the characters. Nobody's going to care about those. I, you might, I mean, just, but the, the bulk of fans are not going to care about these figures. Uh, what else did they come out with uh, that, that I was seeing? They're re-releasing all the films with uniform covers. 22 bucks a piece for Blu-rays. I'm not going to spend 22 bucks on 11 Star Wars movies just so they all match. That's 220 bucks. Actually, it's more than that. 200 what? 242 dollars for all of them. When I have them already. It's just, you know, now they're doing Black Series mystery boxes. And don't get me wrong, like I said, I'm a huge fan of the Black Series. But I don't want to buy a mystery box for 30, 40 bucks, open it up and have a figure in it I already have. Or, you know, and then you buy three of them and you get three of the same figure. It's possible. It's just some of the toys that they're coming out with are not doing it the way they should be, you know. And, and, and maybe the toy industry is dying. Maybe people aren't that interested in Star Wars toys anymore. The Black Series is really big. Lego is really big. And and, and there's a serious cult following of, of Funko Pop followers. I'm not one of them, but I, I, I'm not going to knock you. I got a couple of Funko Pops. I got a Jabba with a Slave Lay. I bought it just because it had Slacious Crumb in it. But Triple Force Friday this year, and, and it wasn't just for one, one piece of Star Wars material coming out. It was for three things. It was for a movie, a video game, and a TV show. This was supposed to be the biggest Force Friday ever. And it fell kind of flat. Kirsty and I went to uh, Wichita yesterday. We stopped at a Target. And I wanted to look and see kind of what they had released. And I found some of the Black Series. I found the Ray and the, and the Kylo Pops. And and some of the Lego sets and, and whatnot. But I really wasn't wholeheartedly impressed with, it, with, with what they released. I wasn't. I just, I don't, I don't know what it was. There was hardly, I mean, other than Black Series, there wasn't a whole lot of Mandalorian stuff. There was a couple Lego sets, but there wasn't a whole lot. The, the only thing for Jedi Fallen Order I saw at all were... Black Series figures of Cal Kestis and the Second Sister. And, I mean, everything else was Rise of Skywalker, and it wasn't even a whole lot. And and the, the problem is, look, I... Don't get me wrong. I love Star Wars. To, I love the Black Series and all this stuff, right? I love Star Wars. But one of the things I feel like their marketing is doing wrong is putting these figures out before you know a damn thing about any of the characters. 
as an example, right? So let's see. Uh, which one was it? There was one Phasma. Let's use Phasma as an example because this is this is a great example. Captain Phasma, for when Episode Seven was coming out, was front and foremost in the marketing for that movie. Everybody said, oh, she's going to be the new Boba Fett of the series. Nobody's going to know what she looks like. She's going to be this badass chrome stormtrooper. And look at how she was handled. Everybody got excited when they saw the trailer for Last Jedi. Oh, my God, Phasma and Finn are finally going to fight. They're finally going to go head-to-head. Phasma was in it for literally three minutes. That's a great example. And, 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 and people bought Phasma stuff like crazy, and then she was barely in the movie. So I take pause at buying Star Wars merchandise on characters I don't know a damn thing about yet. Cal Kestis, I'm sure Jedi Fallen Order is going to be a great game. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be. I'm so looking forward to that next month. I cannot wait. I'm going to sit down and do a playthrough on the YouTube channel of that game live. I cannot wait to do it. But I'm not going to buy a Black Series figure of Cal Kestis just yet. Because that game might come out, and there's a possibility. It's not a real great possibility, but there's a possibility I might hate that guy. I might hate the kind of character he is. I might hate what he does. I might hate who he is. I don't think it's going to happen, but I don't, I don't want to buy a $20 figure and then go, well, fuck that guy. You know what I mean? The Inquisitors, I'm sure, are going to be sick. It's cool to have an Inquisitor Black Series figure. But when it comes to... If you'll notice, they didn't do a lot of Black Series figures for the new characters in The Rise of Skywalker. Like Carrie Russell's character, not they don't have a Black Series figure of her yet. They didn't do a Rose yet because they know the backlash that came off of Rose from Last Jedi. But Rey and Kylo were really the two big, I mean, Rise of Skywalker figures that came out of Force Friday for the Black Series. I, I don't know why they're releasing all these toys for characters we don't even know yet. You know, and as cool as Mandalorian looks, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not sitting here and trashing Mandalorian. I would never do that. I'm sure Mandalorian's going to be sick. But what if Mandalorian came out and it sucked? Then you've got all this Mandalorian merchandise that you bought and you're like, well, what the hell am I supposed to do with this now? So I don't know why they're, I mean, they, they put the toys out to show you some things that are going to be coming out in the movie. And I feel like it should be the other way around. So I, that's just my opinion. But Force Friday, I think, fell flat this year. It was for three mediums, and it fell flatter than what the last Jedi toys did. So I could be wrong. Maybe you guys disagree with me. Let me know. I'd love to hear your guys' opinions on what was going on. But I did see a lot of videos, too, on Facebook of people going to Force Friday events, and there wasn't a whole lot out. There was, I mean, tables around with some stuff on it, but it wasn't an event like it like it was. So let me know, guys, what did you think of Force Friday this year, and and do you think it was handled correctly? Thanks for the question, Jamie. Uh, I do appreciate it. Uh, Question number three this week comes from Lily Bowen. Bowen? I think it's Bowen. Lily Bowen. And Lily says, hello, Brian. I love your videos, and you have the best Star Wars podcast to date. Uh, Everyone else just tries to be the next Rebel Force Radio, but but you are just you. Keep it up. Thank you for the kind words, Lily. I do appreciate it. Uh, Lily asks, when do you think the next and final trailer for episode nine will drop? I think it's imminent. Would love to hear your take. May the force be with you. Thanks for the question, Lily. Yes, the trailer for, I mean, the next trailer for episode nine is imminent. I am willing, I'm going to say, I really, really want to say the 14th. I really, really, really want to say the 14th is when it's going to be released. 
Uh, I know that uh, Nick Albers, who helps take care of the Facebook page for the Canon Podcast, he said there he heard somewhere. I don't remember where he said he heard it, but he heard somewhere that the trailer will play during football game. I don't remember who's playing. I'm not a sports guy at all, so please forgive me for that. I don't remember who's playing. But he heard that that was when the trailer was going to be released. And it's exactly what happened with Force Awakens. Now, we are already a week into October. October is always when the trailers come out. This is always when uh, the posters drop. This is when tickets go on sale. It's going to happen within the next... I'm going to say... I'm going to say a week from tomorrow. I'm going to say a week from tomorrow... We will get the new trailer for Star Wars, for, for The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, and now remember, this is being recorded on Sunday, the 6th, so a week from tomorrow, which would be the 14th. I guarantee it's coming then. We haven't heard a word about it yet, which is kind of weird. Usually we hear about it. But when the when that trailer drops, the tickets are going to go on sale too. When that trailer ends, it's going to say tickets, now, tickets on sale now. And it's going to crash websites. Probably, I hope. I hope it crashes websites. I, I, hope, it, I hope people are that excited for it. But this is, time is really flying by this year. Because here we are, when I remember when Celebration was going on. I was like, man, we're still eight months away from this movie. And here we are, two months away from it already. Probably a week away from the next trailer. It's already here. What the hell? Where did the year go? We are almost to this thing already. We're going to be watching Rise of Skywalker before we know it. But as far as the trailer... I would keep an eye out next week. Really, really close. I don't know that. I don't I don't know. I haven't heard anything, but I would be keeping an eye out next week. I don't think they're just going to drop it on their YouTube channel without an announcement. I think it's going to be a big, big deal. I think within the next week, we're going to start hearing rumblings of it coming next week. I could be wrong. It might not come till the end of October, but for right now, I'm going to say next week. Next week, we're going to... Not this coming week, but the week after. We're going to be getting a, uh, a new trailer for The Rise of Skywalker. And this... And it, this will be the big trailer. This will be the last big trailer trailer, but we're still going to get TV spots. We're still going to get a bunch of other stuff. We're going to get uh, probably an international trailer, but this will be the, the last big, big trailer for the States where we're going to, maybe we'll see Palpatine in it. Maybe not. I don't know, but I mean, we already know he's going to be in it. Maybe they won't show him at all in it. Who knows? I I, I don't know, but it's going to be cool. I, I'm really, really excited for that trailer. I can't wait. And, and what's going to suck is if it drops that night during that football game, it's, I'm going to have to be up all night, probably trying to get tickets for it. I'm, I'm, I've already got money set aside for it. Like I'm, I'm ready to go, but I'm going to say next week, week after, I shouldn't say next week, week after next. I hope that, I hope that helps you out, Lily. When do you guys think the next trailer is going to drop? I, am I crazy? Do you think maybe I'm right? I don't know. Let me know, guys, in the, in the comments below. And I'll tell you this. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. If the trailer does not drop on the 14th, 14th is off the table, because that's my guess. If the trailer does not drop on the 14th, whoever comments below this week before the trailer drops, and they guess the date right, the first person to comment with the right date. If some of you guys do the same date, I'm going to give it to the person who who commented it first. The first person to comment with the correct date of when that trailer drops i'll send you a canon novel of your choice you shoot i'll shoot you an email and uh i'll, I'll reply let you know hey shoot me an email with your address i'll send you a canon novel of your choice i'll go buy it and send it to you that's that's the incentive for that uh, the incentive for that so uh keep an eye out for that trailer i'm really really excited about that thanks for the question lily 
And the final question this week comes from Cora Hill. And Cora says, Brian, my name is Cora. I've been watching some of your older videos and can tell your channel has grown and evolved over the years into something completely different than when you started, and I love what it has become. I wanted to ask you more of a personal question rather than a canning question. What made you want to start your channel, and how has your content creation process evolved over the years? Thanks in advance, and I look forward to seeing where your channel goes. Thanks for the question, Cora. And thank you for the kind words also. Um, so this is kind of a, a, a kind of a longer story. I'll try to give you a little bit more of a nutshell version of it. Uh, the Star Wars Canon Podcast started, for those of you that don't know, some of the, the, the newer subscribers may not know this. The Star Wars Canon Podcast started as a Facebook page called the Star Wars Canon Library. It was something I started back in, I think, August of 2015. I had just moved to Kansas from Ohio. I was kind of going through a little bit of a rough patch in my life. I had some personal things going on with families, for those of you that don't know the story about my mother and whatnot. Uh, we we had this huge falling out and everything like that and, and just completely cut out of our lives. So I was going through a kind of a rough patch in my life. Kirsty and I were going through a rough patch. And this was leading up to episode seven. I was really excited about episode seven. I had been talking for like six or seven months about wanting to do something to keep up with the Star Wars canon. Because when I was a kid, I was trying to keep up with the EU the best I could, and I just couldn't do it anymore. It got to a point where, you know, Del Rey was talking about, hey, let's release this book by the end of this week. And then it, that, it went from that to, hey, let's release these 23 novels before lunch. So it was, it was impossible to keep up with the EU at, at a point. And I thought this was my chance to wipe the slate clean, keep up on everything, and I, and I can do that. And I'd kind of like to put my opinion out there about some of it because some of it was good, some of it was bad, and I'll, and I'll talk about that in a second. But by the time I started the Facebook page, I think the only novels that had come out so far were A New Dawn, Tarkin, Heir to the Jedi, which is horrible, and Lords of the Sith. I think were the only four novels that were out when I started. And the only comics that were out were... Star Wars, Vader, and I think the Leia 5 issue run had just finished, I think. And that was it. And then we had the films and Clone Wars. That, that, I mean, that was the only thing that was canon so far. And and uh, Darth Maul, Son of Dathomir. So it started as a Facebook page. And I was just trying to upload the covers to the Facebook page at a gallery to kind of keep up on all of it. And a little bit of a timeline of, of where everything fell. And then that turned into wanting to do YouTube videos. And the first video on the YouTube channel, if you go back and look at it, it is not a good video. It is, I think it was a review for the first like TV spot teaser for The Force Awakens, but the night before the big trailer dropped for The Force Awakens. And it's not even, a, like I'm not even in the video, it's just like a slideshow of images from that teaser with my voiceover. And I was using Kirsty's dad's karaoke equipment to record it, right? And it, it was just horrible. And then the very next night we did the trailer reaction to the force awakens the last big trailer for the force awakens and i i didn't have any equipment i just kind of started it on the seat of my pants we had a couple of our friends at the time in on the video didn't even have the trailer in the video at all it wasn't even there and it, it, it all you could barely hear hear it in the background we shot it with a cell phone hooked to a music stand with a guitar capo 
That's all it was. And we were talking into microphones over the speakers in the karaoke room. And that's what the phone was picking up. It was horrible. And the more I started wanting to make more videos, the more I decided I need to, I need to change the way I'm doing this. So it turned in to almost like a show where my, I had a friend of mine at the time helping Andrew Corp, uh, that was kind of helping with the videos. We were just sitting down at a spool with a webcam in, in front of us. And that was when I started learning how to do, uh, like video encoding software, started looking more into sound and lighting and whatnot like that. And started looking at some more equipment, some better webcams and, and whatnot. And, how to make an actual show of it. And I started here and there getting better webcams. I started off with some 720s and then I ended up going up to 1080s, which is what I'm using now. But I had them on tripods at the time. I had three cameras set up on it. It'd take an hour to set up to do a YouTube video, a five minute YouTube video. So he ended up leaving the channel and I started working on things on my own and, and here and there. And I finally, when, when your YouTube channel reaches hundred subscribers, you can start doing custom thumbnails. And up to that point, it was just a, a random picture from the video. So when I hit that point, I thought I was like, holy crap, I can't believe I hit 100 subscribers. <laughs> I can't believe this happened. So I was able to start doing and, and I didn't know a whole lot about making thumbnails. It was I, was I went to school for graphic design. You would think I'd be able to do a better thumbnail than what I did back then. Uh, but I, I made some crappy thumbnails and, and just kept going. You know, I just kept going with it, kept going and kept going and kept going. And... Then I figured out how to do reaction videos proper with the video down in the corner and whatnot. But it, it turned into that, and that's kind of what has evolved into this now. And it was still the Star Wars Canon Library at the time, and a lot of people were emailing me saying, did you ever think about changing the name to like Star Wars Holocron or anything like that? It, it crossed my mind, but at the time, I was in the middle of making a website for everything. And it was the first time I'd ever made a website proper, and... It was the Star Wars Canon Library. It was StarWarsCanonLibrary.com. And I had the timeline there. I, everything the Facebook page had, I had on the website. And it was kind of, I don't want to say it was rough to maintain, but it was one of those things where I'm like, oh, crap, I got to go update the, the website. This, this, and this have come out. I got to put it on the timeline. So I would go do that. But that cost money to keep going. You had to buy a domain name. You had to pay for the website editor. And it was, it was just... It was I was spending more money than I should have been. So I ended up ending the website and going back to just having a Facebook page and a YouTube channel. Now, now that we're here, like uh, like a year and a half ago, about a year and a half ago, I decided I was going to sit down. And instead of doing individual videos every week, four or five videos talking about different things, I was going to hold it up all for a week and start an actual proper podcast. And my biggest goal was to get it on Spotify and whatnot like that. And I was trying to find different ways of doing it. And, 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 and I finally, you know, I figured it out, obviously. But now it's the Star Wars Canon podcast, not the Star Wars Canon library. And it's, this is a little easier for me to maintain. This is, uh, this is a lot more, I can sit down and just talk. I mean, we've already been talking for over an hour. It doesn't feel like it. I can sit here and talk for an hour about stuff. Instead of making six different videos, I can make one big video and then break it up into different segments for people who don't want, who don't care about, you know, this. They want to get this segment. They can just go to this particular segment and watch it, whatnot. Uh, and and I've already looked. The YouTube channel is already way more successful than I ever thought it would be. And it, is it is it successful compared to other channels? No, it's not. But I don't. I, I'm not worried about that. The only reason I have the channel is to put my opinion out there. And, and sometimes I get lynched for my opinion. You know what I mean? And, and 
I, anything that has to do with Last Jedi, those are usually the first videos to get thumbs downs. And it, it really is. And I, I don't care about any of that. You know, I care about the people who want to comment on videos and put their opinion out there, who want to debate back and forth respectfully and, and say, well, I don't necessarily agree with you on that, but I kind of see where you're coming from. This is what I think. Those are the people I want to interact with. You know, I, I'm real big on community and, and, and finding people that we can, that we have something in common that we can actually sit and talk about that we love. That's why the app is going to have the community tab on it. So we can sit down and actually talk about things that we love, you know, things we love about Star Wars, things we didn't like about Star Wars. What are you reading right now? What are you reading? I'm reading this, this, that's a good book. You're going to like that one. You know, that one, uh, I would stay away from it. You can read it if you want, you know, stuff like that. I'm, I'm really big on community. And that's why I, I still keep the podcast going. And and even if I had the even if I didn't have the podcast, I'd still be keeping up on all this canon stuff. Because I'm that just OCD about keeping everything, getting everything. But sitting down and actually talking about Star Wars, Kirsty likes Star Wars. She's not on the same level I am. We and we've been talking about that quite a bit lately with me working on the app. I keep asking her opinion about stuff on the app and she'll give it to me. But I know she's not as big into Star Wars. She likes Star Wars. But she's not as big into it as I am. And I don't get out of the house much. Basically, when I leave the house, I'm either going to work or I'm going to pick up my comics or a new novel that came out. That's about the only time I really leave the house. And it's not that I'm an introvert or anything, but it's just I would rather sit down and just read Star Wars and then put my opinion on here and talk to you guys. You know, so that's it's kind of my outlet. It's it's kind of my escape away from reality sometimes to be able to come in here and just nerd out and to geek out with you guys. I know I need to work on the Facebook live videos a little bit more. I'm hoping by the end of the year I'll I'll have I'm trying to get one more piece of software. I'm trying to save up a little bit of money and get one more piece of software. I think that's really going to cap uh, cap everything off with what I need for this. And I'm hoping to save up for that and by the end of the year have it to where I can start doing some better live videos. So uh, that's that's kind of why I wanted to start the channel. That's kind of uh, how the process has evolved. Like I said, I went from a cell phone on a music stand with a guitar capo to this, you know, to actually having a full setup and whatnot. Even over the last year, you guys have probably seen the, like the microphones getting updated and, and whatnot. And, and I've, you know, changed some things around and whatnot. So uh, it, it's still evolving. It's still the... Uh, the graphics have changed if you guys hadn't figured that out it's it's still evolving and it's still i'm not entirely sure what it's going to end up becoming in the long run so uh, i like where it's at right now i like what we're doing right now i like having you guys interact with me i like i love having you guys comment on things even if we disagree on stuff like i said earlier uh but right now i love everything about this i absolutely love it so uh, I hope that answers your question, Cora. Thank you for sending in the question. And thank you to everybody who sent in a mailback question this week. Uh, I really, really, uh, I, I do appreciate it. And, you know, this, the, like I said, this channel, we're, we're like 1,200 subscribers now, I think. That is, I mean, that's already 1,200 more than I ever thought I would get on a channel like this, on a small channel. You know, and, and, and I'm happy, like I said, I'm happy with this and it wouldn't be anything without you guys, you guys tuning in, you guys commenting, you guys sharing, it wouldn't be anything without you guys. So I, I'm deeply, I'm deeply appreciative of you guys. I'm deeply grateful for everything you guys have done. I've had, you know, I've had people send me autograph memorabilia. I've, you know, it's just, it's so cool to get to, 
talk to you guys about this stuff. So uh, thank you guys for the questions. Thank you guys and gals for tuning in this week. Uh, I sure appreciate it. If you're new to the podcast and you like what you hear, be sure to give me a follow on whatever app or site you're listening on. Check out the YouTube channel for upcoming reviews, interviews, uh, and reaction videos, as well as the Facebook page to stay up to date on what's going on with the Star Wars Canon podcast. Uh, if you'd like to get a question on the podcast, you can send it into starwarscanonlibrary at gmail.com. Or if you have the Anchor app, you can record a message and send it to me that way. Who knows? You might get to hear yourself on next week's episode. Uh, if uh, if you'd like to help support the podcast, check out the Patreon account. There's not a whole lot of extra uh, content on there right now. Getting ready to, to, to fire up a whole bunch of stuff on there as well. So... Uh, definitely go check that out. Uh, all the links for everything can be found in the description of this video, of this podcast, whatever app you're listening on. Uh, and like I said, thank you guys so, so much for tuning in. Uh, and as always, this is Brian signing off, and may the force be with you.